Welcome to Colour Fit Chat number eight and I hope you've all had a fantastic Christmas. To start the new year with a bang, I've managed to land the fitness phenomenon, Ben Coomer. Ben is a performance nutritionist, coach, educator. He hosts the UK's number one rated fitness podcast, the Ben Coomer Radio, which I'm a big fan of. Ben has been headline speaker at Body Power, FSN, Be Fit. He runs his nutrition education and company, the BTN Academy, along with a supplement company called Awesome Supplements. All this and he's only in his 30s, which is enough to make you sick. In this episode, Ben talks around nutrition and calorie intake and how we can marry performance concerns against achieving our desired body composition, which can be tricky. Most commonly, people want to lose weight or be lean and still perform well or just generally not feel like shit, which can require different nutrition priorities. This is especially pertinent in weight category sports such as boxing and MA, but also for your average Joe looking to lose weight. Ben talks about the three big pillars in total, timing and type of nutrition and also touches upon sleep as this had such important impact on both performance and weight maintenance. I really hope you enjoy the show. Do not waste this opportunity to interact with one of the biggest names in our field by commenting on the posts. I really hope you enjoy the show. Now, in the world of performance, when we talk about calories, we want to talk about calorie deficits, losing weight and the effect on performance. Because when we're looking at optimal body composition, we're looking at going into the gym, we're looking at what we do on the pitch or on the court in terms of sporting performance. If you're on a diet, we do have to be concerned with calorie intake because the more aggressive you are with your nutrition, the more likely it is that your performance will decline. So if I was working with someone that's highly athletic or going to the gym quite a bit and they're concerned in maintaining performance, then I'd want the diet to be pretty slow and I probably wouldn't go any more aggressive than a 10% calorie deficit and might even go slower. So it might be that we aim for sort of half to one pound of fat loss per week so we can keep on top of performance. Now some people can handle a diet better than others and sometimes have some types of exercise can handle a diet better than others. So there is a little bit of testing there. Um, but ultimately, if you start to get into a 15, 20% calorie deficit, the chances are your performance is gonna decline. So you have to really weigh up how aggressive you can go with your diet and how important performance is and just find your own space. For me, I wanna go slowly when I, when I lose weight because performance is paramount to me. Um, even if I'm just going to the gym and I'm trying to build or maintain my muscle, I wanna be able to enjoy the gym and I enjoy the gym if my performance stays high. So if you're losing weight, try and look at how aggressive you're gonna be because otherwise you'll start to not enjoy your training your performance will decline. It will be harder to come back to optimal performance when you do go back to normal. So consider that calories, performance, and the aggressiveness of the diet and find your sweet spot. Now, when we look at the topic of body composition, we cannot ignore first and foremost calories. Calories are absolutely king. Now, what we need to look at is what happens within calories as well, because that's often a focus point of nutrition, like the type of foods that we eat, the macronutrients that we eat, the timing of that food, and all of that is really important. But first and foremost, we have to ground ourselves in the calorie equations, whether you're looking to maintain your weight and improve performance within maintenance, because that's the thing as well, we don't often talk about that. Like, you wanna stay here with your weight and health, cool, 
how do we optimize that? And I would always say, if you're under the assumption or you've done a bit of maths and you've tried it, that let's say you need to eat 2,800 calories a day to maintain your weight, could we push that? Because ultimately, if you want to improve your performance, you want to eat as much as humanly possible without getting fat. Because if we put more fuel into your body and it doesn't gain weight, we know that the body is using that fuel uh, to, to be of benefit. You know, everyone that has a calorie need, it's always a window. So you don't want to err on the side of caution and kind of always be like, you know, under eating. You always want to be on the air of like, kind of almost being eating too many calories. So that we know that we're pushing the body because ultimately we know that if we feed the body as much as we can, within that kind of maintenance window, we generally find that people move a lot and they actually are quite energized and you kind of end up being in this sort of like higher bracket of calorie maintenance. So even at calorie maintenance, try and eat as much as humanly possible. And then with calorie uh, deficits and losing weight, ensure that you know uh, how much weight you wanna lose and then you can program the calorie deficit to account for that. Then the same for weight um, weight gain in the gym. If you're trying to improve performance, put on muscle mass, then you need to eat in a calorie surplus. So that's always the grounding foundations of weight or body composition manipulation before we look at the specific variables inside the calories that we eat every day. So when we look at sports performance, Meal timing is actually really important because if you miss time a meal, especially before exercise, you're going to perform poorly. And I don't think any of us want that. And in this whole kind of calorie conversation that's happened over the last couple of years, which has been really important, don't get me wrong, we haven't often you know, kind of considered what we're doing with those calories and at what time of the day we're taking on board those calories. Because low blood glucose level is a problem. It's a problem for mental performance and it's a problem for physical performance. So if we get our timing wrong and the type of foods that we eat timed wrong, then we're going to get a decline in performance. Like we've all been at our you know, computer or doing something for too long and then kind of like we've got really hangry and our blood glucose has gone down and we're a bit like, Ugh, and um, we've just become really inefficient because we haven't eaten for ages. And then the problem with that is, is it increases our um, probability that we'll go and eat, you know, not great food because we'll want something quick, sugary, carby, fatty, we'll crave high calorie foods because our blood sugar level is really low. But if we paid attention to our timing, maybe set an alarm, you know, we were just aware of when we need to have our food and what food to eat, then we can keep our performance, you know, consistent, like constantly elevated. Um, but also within that, play around with food. Like if you were about, if you were going to go to the gym at two o'clock today, and you were going to have your lunch at midday to fuel your two o'clock gym, what were you going to eat? Play around with that. You know, high carb, low carb, in the kind of middle. You know, nice balanced meal. Play around with the types and ratios of food to get the best performance outcome. Like you want to test that. It's an ongoing experiment. I know roughly you know, what I need to eat to fuel my best. And I try and focus on that as much as possible because, you know, fueling is, is really important. I want to get it right. So the calories you eat every day are important, but the timing is also important. Let's get that right. And you'll then perform at your best. Now, optimizing sleep is a really interesting topic because it's a topic that everyone feels they know. They're like, I know I need to get better sleep, more sleep, better quality sleep. 
And I would raise the question, what's holding you back from getting a great night's sleep? And the reason why I feel this is so important is because it underpins pretty much every performance variable most of us are trying to improve. So if we look at concentration, we look at what feeds into that or off the back of that with like procrastination and things like that in terms of mental health and our work environment and just kind of the tasks that we've got to do. If we then kind of look at performance and getting in the gym and performing well, if we think of overall daily energy, all of that is underpinned by sleep. So I would raise the question, what's holding you back from a good night's sleep? And most of us, it's kind of habit and routine and environment. Now, there's obviously a couple of variables there that are outliers. So like having young kids going to keep you up, uh, having a job that's maybe uh, different shift patterns. Maybe you can get in late. But, you know, for a huge amount of us, we have the opportunity to maybe be in bed from, you know, 10.30 p.m. till 6.30 a.m., for example. What's stopping you from doing that? And then if you're not getting good quality sleep, what do you feel is genuinely stopping you from not sleeping all the way through the night? And I think it's important for you to raise those questions of yourself rather than me just sit here and go, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? Um, most people know the answer. Um, and for some people, it's as simple as getting into bed and then having the habit of going onto Facebook or watching a Netflix episode or having a busy mind. Like all of these things have a solution. So I want to raise the question to you if you want to improve your sleep, which is potentially a big thing. How can you do that? Um, and once you identify that problem, you can then start to ask people that you know, experts, practitioners, maybe read books on those specific things. So if you had a busy mind before you went to bed, you could then start to do research around that particular thing because you have a specific problem where you can now look at a specific answer. So do that for me today. Look at your sleep and say, what's, not, uh, what's holding back my sleep? And then be specific. They're going to research how to improve that specific area. A massive thanks to Ben there for his insights. And I certainly agree that gradual weight loss is the best to lose weight and keep it off and to maintain performance. Rapid weight loss leads to a reduction in metabolic rate and alterations in appetite hormones such as ghrelin and leptin that make weight regain almost inevitable. There's also going to be a greater amount of muscle degradation, which is detrimental to performance, our fuel stores, our insulin sensitivity. Weight category sports have traditionally relied on water reduction strategies and moving more towards gradual weight loss to maintain performance and health. And Scott Robinson seems to have this down to a T with his boxers. Ben also touched upon sleep and how we have a whole episode on this soon. I would just like to mention the big pillars, which are early outdoor light exposure, dim light towards bed with relaxing activities, minimising caffeine later in the day and invest in a good mattress and pillow. Nutrition interventions increase things like tryptophan, serotonin and melatonin, like tart cherries and milk can also help, but they are not the foundation of better sleep. Next week, we have another podcast giant, an industry expert in the form of Rob Pacey. It should be an absolute belter, so I hope to see you then.